Be Christ Church. Impact the valley. Reach the world. All for the glory of King Jesus. Welcome to the North Roanoke Podcast. Today our student pastor, Ethan Smith, will be opening God's word for us. Our prayer is that you will encounter the living Lord as you hear his word proclaimed. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we we praise you, we thank you for the opportunity to gather. But God, we praise you all the more for the reason that we gather. We come to, to celebrate the darkest day in human history. The day when Christ is crucified, and yet this is Good Friday. And Lord, as we take a look at your word, as we contemplate this singular theme that goes throughout your entire Bible, help us to to think and to exult in the cross of Christ, because our hope is in Christ and in Christ alone. Lord, we celebrate Good Friday because we know Easter Sunday is coming. And Lord, as we look at your word through a variety of places, seeing the, the same consistent theme, help us to glorify you all the more. Lord, we need you. I pray you would move during this time for the glory of Christ. And it's in his name that I pray. Amen. There is a consistent theme throughout the entire Bible, a, a single thread weaving together all of the, the smaller stories into one singular beautiful story. We see this, this theme on display in the passages that were read tonight, the spotlight being put on on specific examples from Genesis 22, Leviticus 16, Isaiah 53, John 1. And these are key to helping us understand why Good Friday, a night of a day of pain and suffering, is in fact a good Friday. The theme is this salvation comes through judgment. Salvation comes through judgment. Judgment From Genesis to Revelation, this, is, this theme is central to the entirety of Scripture. There can be no salvation apart from judgment, for sin must be judged. This is the, the horrible reality that must not be ignored when we contemplate the cross of Christ. Yes, when we, we look at the cross, we see the love of God on display. We see mercy as a fountain, grace overflowing to us, and we rightly love the cross of Christ, but that cannot be all that we see. When we look to the cross, we must also see pain and suffering unimaginable, an entirety, uh, an, enti- an eternity, excuse me, of hell encapsulated in a single moment of history. The wrath of God prepared for the enemies of God, 
drained to the dregs by the holy and righteous Son of God. The innocent being punished in place of the guilty. Why is this good news? Why is this event worth celebrating? Why is this day labeled Good Friday? It's horrifying. It's repulsive to us. It's outrageous. And the passages that we read tonight make it clear why Christians gather to celebrate such a dark day. And we're going to consider it further in Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Hopefully if you have your Bible, that's where we're going to, going to be. Here we read this. Paul writes, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. Do you see the theme of salvation through judgment present in this passage? Christ redeemed us. He delivered us. He saved us through bearing the full weight of the curse of God that we rightly deserve. Don't brush past this. Stop and consider what this means. We can grow so accustomed to the cross of Christ. We, we come to a Good Friday service. It's what we always do. We're part of a church that rightly preaches the cross often. That's good. That's right. We should. We make much of the cross of Christ, but we can become so accustomed that we become inoculated to what is going on. That God incarnate, who's completely holy, completely righteous, became sin incarnate. In order to save. Is this not what Paul means? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 where he says, For our sake he made him, that's Christ, to be sin. Who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made him to be sin. And this is no ordinary human. This is the eternal Son of God. Truly man, that He might stand as a substitute for man. We could not save ourselves. We are guilty before God. We needed a substitute, someone to stand in our place. Truly God, for only God can bear the eternal infinite wrath of God. There is no other way for salvation to come than through judgment. Through the judgment of sin in Christ. There's no other way. Is this not the fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment of Genesis chapter 22 that we 
heard earlier, Abraham did not have to slaughter his son because God provided. Do you remember the way in which Isaac was described to Abraham in verse 2? Genesis chapter 22. God says, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Do you you hear the emphasis being placed in this moment? There's an emphasis here, but there's a weight falling on Abraham's shoulders with every word. Your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. This is the one whom you are to take to the mountain and slaughter as an offering for me. And yet, Abraham had confidence, did he not? He knew that God would provide. He told Isaac as much. Where is the lamb to be offered? Don't worry, son. God will provide. Abraham had already received the promise in Genesis chapter 12 that through his line, the nations of the world would be blessed. He knew that God would provide. And God did provide a ram in place of the sacrifice of Isaac. And later on, at the cross, God did not spare his son, his only begotten son, whom he loves. But he offered him as a sacrifice to be slaughtered. I don't use the word slaughter by accident. That's a graphic term. Christ was slaughtered. The promise given to Abraham that through him all the nations would be blessed is fulfilled through Christ. Isn't isn't that what Paul says in Galatians chapter 3? In our passage, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. God keeps his promise to bless and save Gentiles by keeping his promise to judge sin. Salvation comes through judgment. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, the law of God that we are to keep in perfection but have not obeyed perfectly. We're in active rebellion every day against this law. And the law is the the standard given by God for living. It's based on His holy character and we are rebels against it. And Jesus didn't set aside the law, but rather obeyed the law in full. He was innocent, and yet he willingly stood condemned. 
He was forsaken by God on the cross that sinners, condemned sinners, might be embraced. Is this not the fulfillment of Leviticus chapter 16? The day of atonement? He acts as both goats, does he not? He's the first goat that's slaughtered as an atoning sacrifice for sin. For the sin of the people. And he's also the second goat. You remember the the second goat that was read? The priest lays his hands on the head of the goat. Confesses the sin of the people. And they drive it out into the wilderness. Away from the people of God. That that goat might bear the curse of God. Outside of the camp. It is not accidental. That Jesus is taken outside of Jerusalem to be crucified. It's not just the the custom of the Romans who were occupying Israel at that time. It was the will of God. That the sin bearing one be taken outside the camp. In order to bear the curse. Christ is the fulfillment of Leviticus 16. What does it look like to bear the curse of God? It entails suffering inestimable. This is what a single sin deserves. This is truly death. To be under the the curse of God apart from Christ is not just to die physically. The death that we owe for sin will begin at the point of physical death. So that into eternity, there will be suffering in a place where Scripture says, the fire will not be quenched and the worm will not die. And in a room this size... There are people in the sound of my voice that are under this wrath. It is a frightful reality to be outside of Christ. And this is the curse an eternity in hell that Christ absorbed. He's the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. Hobe read that passage earlier. It says he has been crushed. He's been pierced. He's been afflicted. He's been smitten by God. And yet, in Christ, we have hope. We have hope. For he did not bear it for his own sins. He was crushed... For our iniquities. Upon him was the the chastisement. The very discipline of God. That brought us. Peace. His. Wounds. Through his wounds. We. Are healed. There is. No redemption. Apart 
from the cross. There's none. Salvation comes through judgment. We celebrate Good Friday because Jesus is the Lamb of God. John the Baptist introduces Jesus as such. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's not called a lamb because of his meekness, though he is gentle and lowly at heart. He's not called a lamb because he's docile, because he's easily managed. The Pharisees knew very well that this man could not be managed. He's called the Lamb of God because he was slaughtered as a lamb in order to save. Good Friday is indeed good because Christ stood in our place. It's a dark day. It's a day of suffering and hell on earth. But we know it's not the end. We celebrate Good Friday because Sunday's coming. He died as a payment for sin. Romans chapter 4, verse 25 says he will be raised. He is raised for our justification. Our right standing before God comes because Christ is crucified, buried, and risen. Death is not the end. And for those who are in Christ, it is not our end. For those who have received Christ, who've repented of their sins, who have believed in Christ, His death is our death. And His resurrection guarantees our resurrection. He became a curse so that we can be redeemed. And I urge anyone in this room watching online who has not received Christ, who has not repented of their sin, to do so. When you look at the cross, you see the suffering of Christ, you can see this is what I deserve apart from Christ. That's what I deserve. That's what my sin deserves. And He bore the punishment so that we don't have to. That you can be saved because He was judged. So that when you look to the cross, you say, yes, that is what I deserve but you see the love of God. His death is not an accident. He was not the victim of circumstances. He was not in the wrong place at the wrong time. His death had been prophesied for centuries before, showing the cohesiveness, the single story of the Old and New Testament, telling the same story. That salvation comes through judgment from the original fall into sin in Genesis chapter 3, it is clear that sin must be dealt with. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be swept aside. And yet God showed himself loving and merciful. 
so that when we look on the cross, we rightly see our sin. And we rightly see the love of God. We cannot ignore either. He willingly sent his son in order that sin might be judged be judged, and salvation purchased for us. So we who have received Christ, those who know that they have been crucified with Christ and raised to walk in the newness of life through him, we understand that Good Friday is Our sin, though vile, has been defeated. Our death conquered. Because Christ is the one that is extinguished for us. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that you willingly sent your son as a payment for sin. We do not deserve it. We cannot earn it. God, our sin deserves to be judged. But Lord, we praise you because you have judged our sin. And you poured out your wrath, not on us, but on your son, your only son, whom you love. You've done it for our salvation. Lord, this reality that salvation comes through judgment, God, it's a precious reality because it shows the seriousness of our sin, our condition, our need for you, and the glory of Christ because we have a Savior. And so, Lord, as we contemplate and consider our Savior crucified, we anticipate worshiping together on Sunday, celebrating the resurrection, that he did not stay dead, but is risen and reigning and will reign forevermore. God, we praise you. For who you are, what you have done, our hope is in you. And it's in your son's beautiful name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the North Roanoke podcast. You can connect with us at northroanoke.org or download our app in your device's app store. Just search for North Roanoke. We hope to meet you soon.